Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Shoulder to Shoulder Podcast, telling stories from the LAFC community match by match, fan by fan, story by story. I'm joined this evening by both Chris and Christian. We have the full core leadership group here tonight as far as the S2S podcast is concerned. And we have, for the first time in the history of Shoulder to Shoulder Podcast, a guest co-host. Well, it's not the first time. You were a guest co-host at one point. Yeah, I became a host, so maybe <laughs> there's a pattern. So maybe we have a new co-host permanently. Oh, Who knows? Oh, hey. But you know what? Anything Rich wants to sign his name associated with, dude, I'm all for it. Well, <laughs> seated to my right, the cat's out of the bag. Your executive vice president of Brandon Community, Mr. Hype Man himself, Richard Roscoe. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Shoulder to Shoulder Podcast. Special guest host today. Yeah. On trial. It's like an open triad. Hey. Well, welcome to the studios, man. Hey, Let so us know what you think of Shoulder to Shoulder Studios. Well, I wanted I wanted to have a first tonight, and I've never been a special guest co-host, so I kind of anointed myself, but thank you, Jonathan, for allowing that. We heard we heard you wanted to add this to your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yes, tonight. So, I, will, I will do that podcast, when I get Podcast host. <laughs> Not many yeah. people in the LFC community can say they have yeah. added something to Rich Orozco's CV. <laughs> we are taking show. credit for that tonight. Amen. Uh, and seated to my left, our guest tonight, we could not be happier than mm -hmm. to welcome the global head of creative at YouTube TV, Mr. Matt Ross, thank uh, you so much, sir. Welcome yeah, to the show. Yeah, it's, oh, a, it's a privilege. Deal. It's a big thank privilege. Thank you, sir. In another series of firsts, this is my first ever appearance on a podcast, so absolutely delighted that it's with you guys. Oh, great. Oh. So, Well, uh, you know, before we actually dive into the interview with uh, Mr. Ross, uh, let's actually talk about the huge monumental game that we had this past weekend at the bank. On decision day, it was every bit that we all expected it to be, and... I can't tell you, man. It was, other than the fact that it was extremely hot, it was probably one of the greatest game I've ever been to in my life. It's up there. It's yeah. up there for me. Um, you could not have asked for more out of that game. Really could not have asked for anything more. Maybe a fourth I, goal? Fourth goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I wanted mean, Rodriguez to get one. Are we going yeah, to save something for yeah, next yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll save, we'll save the Humility. goals record for next year. Yeah. Yeah. No, we need him in the playoffs, so I get it. He's saving them for the playoffs. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, but I get what he's saying. Having one more goal and then breaking the number of goals scored in a season. Well, it would have made it a round number, too, up to 40 uh, goals and assists if he would have got that fourth goal. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. like your long game thinking, Jonathan. Yeah. We always have next year. That's yes. good. But yeah, we'll leave something on the table it's there. Fair. But, but I mean, that first goal lasso, that second goal lasso, oh my gosh, man. Those two, I mean, no better way to break the record and no better way to solidify the record. I mean, it was, I mean, he crushed it, dude. He crushed it. Matt, what was he telling yeah. the other guy down south in the other club? What was yeah. he saying with that performance, oh, Matt Ross? statement. I think he was saying, like, I marched to my own beat, right? There can be loads of talk. There can be loads of chatter in the press and PR stuff but this is my season and I'm going to show you that it's my season with a hat trick it was like it was perfect and I'm so happy that he did it at home and Zlatan scoring first as well starting to get a little bit nervous but he just made it his own and I'm so ha happy for him and the team because they deserve it like they've set records they've set the pace and to, to, to finish so strongly particularly as we think about the playoffs and wanting a little bit of form going into the next few weeks it was magical well I have to give props to Christian because you called it on on my last episode I was present for. I missed my first episode last week, and thank you, boys, for holding it down. I I just I couldn't make it last week due to some physical injuries. But two episodes ago, you predicted 
that we would get a tie on the road and Vela would tie the record and that he would get a hat trick at home to smash it. You absolutely wow. predicted it. So props to you for that accurate prediction. <laughs> and now can you please predict that we win the cup so I can sleep at ease? That's a lot of pressure. Um, I will not do that yet. But I know that we're going to have a good game on the 24th, which is the day before my birthday. So there's nothing better that I would like for a birthday present than going off into my vacation in Oaxaca with a win. And I'm going to have to watch this, this conference final from abroad, unfortunately. But, but you know, what's crazy about that, though, is yeah. that people are talking about how it's either it's we're playing the four or fifth seed. So it's either Minnesota or the Galaxy. Right. And. I feel like they have come out, you know, they have these brackets where you can fill in your brackets and you can say how you're going to get to the finals and what the people say. And obviously everybody who's doing a bracket in our community is saying LAFC is going to win. But I'm shocked at the amount of people that are saying that we're going to play Minnesota United. I feel like I honestly, I, I don't see us playing Minnesota United. I see us playing the Galaxy. I see it being another LA Derby. I see it being our test to make sure that we show that this was our season, that they're, they have no dominance over us, and that we beat our rivals for the first time on the way to earning yeah. our first championship. While you know? I prefer that, I don't discount the fact that Minnesota is good at home. and They, they will have just upgraded that field. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, the Galaxy have given up four goals in back-to-back games. So I don't think their defense has confidence. No, but I think that they also game. I think that they also think that they have our number and that, you know, there is this air so that they know, okay, hey, we just got to beat Minnesota and then we go in and then they play they would like to play uh spoiler for us. I mean, I feel like Zlatan is the type of player where he'll be like, "Hey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to single-handedly do this by myself to get us to go back to LA and play the play LAFC." I just I don't I don't see us not playing any other team besides the Galaxy. I agree with you that they think they think they have our number, but their defense is terrible. Yes, terrible. lots on the scoring doesn't terrible. mean they're going to win. No, yeah. but sorry, Rich, you were going to say something. I was just in Minnesota. Yeah, for our match, we had 150 strong supporters. I was there too. Yep, it was great. And then we had <laughs> and then they had their north their north end. The Wonderwall. Yeah, the Wonder South Wall. end, right? No, it's a, yeah, it's the south. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had that moment at that match where it felt like we were at a European match because mm-hmm. we were going strong and they were going strong. So I actually, Minnesota's going to be very tough to get out of there. And uh, I would not be surprised if we played in Minnesota. Oh, okay. That's my take at all. Now, do you think that they would travel better than they did earlier in the season? Of course. It's yeah, they must do, right? Yeah. Who's that? I'm saying because when we played Minnesota at the beginning of September, I, I mean, I, if I remember correctly, the, the supporter section for Minnesota – wasn't I about mean, 25 deep yeah, yeah. it was it mm-hmm. wasn't very much so you just you wonder you know i'm not sure how they travel yeah, yeah. i wouldn't know what do you think matt you so i love stories like i love storytelling of course yes. and and I, so obviously like the galaxy is a better story right but i i i share some of your concerns like you know it depends on what galaxy turns up to minnesota because they're they, they're so patchy and the defense is so kind of wobbly i wouldn't be surprised if they lost i really really wouldn't in the uh, words of Emperor Palpatine, when I look at <laughs> the Carson Galaxy, I would have to say that their overconfidence is their weakness. They but just... it hasn't proved so yet. Well, we'll see. Well, they we'll limped see. in almost right into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're lucky. The format is as it is in this in the MLS. I think they've lost fifteen games. What yeah. is it exactly? Yeah, quite quite a few. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't. La- I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Rich. 
it's only only 20 or so points we were above them it's okay there you go yeah, yeah. any other league but if it is the galaxy like how amazing is the bank in the of field? course of course i mean that's the, the game i prefer to be there at the bank to watch mm-hmm. i just i don't know if they can they might have our number but they don't have anyone else's number and they might feel they have our number, but they really haven't beat us at the bank. So right. No, and I'm just saying is, it's that you know? attitude that they might carry into that Minnesota game and, you know, that would then motivate them to beat Minnesota even more than what it already be because they know who's next after Minnesota. Just think that, about who they lost with Vancouver and no, I, who's I, out. I'm not – right. But I'm also saying yeah. that I don't – I'm not going to put it past the Galaxy to be able to step it up when they have the opportunity to play because that's the only time it seems like they step it up is when we are playing them. You know, what I will say as well is that week is shaping up to be crazy good for LA sports. So you've got potentially the Galaxy, you've right. got the Lakers Clippers game, first right. game of the season, and you might, depending on what happens tomorrow night and then over the next week, have a Dodgers World Series game that week as well. Yes. Well, hopefully, and, by the time people are listening to this podcast, the Dodgers are already Division Series champions. Right. So. Champagne. And on top of that, too, the Kings. Uh, That's right. The Kings are starting up. Uh, I think it's actually already started. I think their season started yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, I know it's this time of year where if you're a sports fan in general, you're able to watch. Right. And the Rams and the Chargers, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in Ooh, LA. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so it was great. The second goal lasso from Carlos was great. I thought that uh, the defense played amazing. Uh, it was Tim Howard's last game in goal uh, for Colorado. And, I mean, he was retiring. And it was very nice for me at least to go out and see him because I feel like Tim Howard has been such a – a prominent figure in the U.S. men's national team for so many years, and uh, yeah, most of us in this room, some some notable exceptions, are at least America first, right? So, um, <laughs> you know, we we so will we say that you know, I that. mean, at least on behalf of all my amigos in Bata '76, you know, hats off to Tim Howard for everything he did, um, not for club but for country. Um, there was a time in which you could say he was one of the best keepers in the world, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You know, go back and what was that game versus Belgium, in yeah, which he 14. had like a bajillion saves. Mm-hmm. I mean. I watched um, that in the beaches of Rio. It was ridiculous how many Americans were there, first of all, and how many Belgians were just clapping at us. It was it was just crazy. Uh, he single-handedly kept us in that game, yeah. and, and he had some great, great <clears throat> moments for, for the U.S. So, yeah. you know, hopefully, uh, you know, he retires, uh, you know, gracefully. And, you know, um, on behalf of, uh, you know, all my friends who are Demantra fans, you know, Basti, Danka Basti, as Schweinsteiger retires as well, too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, all of my Demantra friends out there, and we uh, certainly owe a, a big debt of gratitude to Bastian yeah. Schweinsteiger as well, too, as he retires. Yeah. I was I was worried about Walker Zimmerman, though, yeah. the knock he took oh, yeah. at the end of the game. Yes. Concussions are not. I was very worried about that. He was still for a long, long time. Yes. And the look on the bench was... Do we have any worrying. update on him? Uh, he was diagnosed with a concussion, is what I heard. Uh, he has already bowed out of the Team USA game and has been replaced on that roster. Yeah, yeah that's So right. he will be, you know, two and a half weeks of rest going into our first playoff game. And uh, if Blackman has to come in for him, I have no problem with that no, substitution. I, I don't, I don't no, think I we think lose much there. Blackman was a standout this last match. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He, he had um, an amazing you know, game. Were it not for Carlos's heroics, he's, he's arguably you know, a co-man of the match or yeah. a vice man of the match, if you will, for me, his assists and, and yeah. his defense were amazing throughout that game. And well, he played a part in two of those three. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, his and development the, season to season is astonishing, really. Right. Yes. And, and like, hats off to Bob for bringing out the best in him because yeah. he's, he's done so well. He's yeah. been incredibly impressive. Well, Absolutely. speaking of improvement season over season, uh, to sidetrack for a moment, I don't know if you guys have seen the FIFA rankings for all of our players from FIFA 
you know, 20 versus FIFA 19, nearly every player has gone up significantly in their evaluation. Uh, Blackman, you know, certainly not to be omitted from that list. So, you know, hats off to me too, yeah. the training team and, and Bob at the front of that, that every single player has gotten better from last year to this year. Although you they're not in agreement with those numbers. Have you seen the promo on But you can't point to a single player on this team and speak of regression. No. Not a single player. Um, and that is that is nearly unheard of in the world of sports, that every single player gets better year over year. Um, we are so blessed to have someone like Bradley at the helm and what he has been able to do from a player development standpoint, performance to me, team, astounding. the staff. I think that's also like when you have a, a sort of defined style of play and a system and a philosophy, I'm assuming it's easy to, for, for players to kind of understand what their roles are within that um, versus just like turning up every weekend and just trying stuff. It's 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 obvious to, to, to fans like what, you know, how we approach games and how we play. So um, I, I wonder whether that's just like, the players knowing what they need to do. Yeah, but it was great. I was at the game on Sunday with my uh, my four year old, and uh, you know, at the end of the game, we got to go uh, to like the row one right against the field. And so when the players did their walk around and stuff like that, like it, just to see the joy on my son's face mm-hmm. when he was you know seeing the players and you know whether the players were actually waving at him or not. You know, the fact is he believed the players were waving at him, and you know he's like he was like oh dad, you know he waved to me, waved to me, and he saw Carlos and he can identify Carlos now like from his facial features and stuff. He's like, oh, that's Carlos, that's Carlos Vela and stuff. And it's just, it's it's great to see that joy on his face, you know? Definitely worth it. The kids make it all worthwhile, you know? For sure. That's my favorite thing is watching the kids who get into the game or kids who show up for the first time and the parents are apprehensive, like, oh, gosh, are they going to be able to sit through 90 minutes of this? And, you know, by the second half, they're dolly dolly on the rails, <laughs> you know? I Jumping mean, that, on, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's you know, waving the flags and, you know, getting a scarf in their hands and, you know, that to me is is some of the most beautiful thing that we've created with re- regards to brand and culture is, is how infectious it is within the community, especially with the young ones. Matt, you've had quite a journey with your little guy. Talk yeah. about what this whole adventure has been for that. It's been an amazing byproduct of being involved with the club is, is you know, finding, um, you know, a regular home for us to go and appreciate football. And it happened just at the right time for him where, like you said, I was kind of worried about him lasting a game and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's be, it's been amazing. Um, and we've missed, I think we've only missed three games in two years. So wow. it's, um, it's been, it's been really special. And he just has a huge connection to the, to the players and to the club and just absolutely adores it. Um, and so does my daughter, but, um, but my son really, really loves it and, and has his favorites and yeah, loves, loves well, being part of the community. I mean, with that, you know, let's 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 talk a little bit about you, you know, Matt. Like, what what's your background? What's your history? How did you first get introduced to uh, football? To football, well, it's I guess it's kind of a, a traditional story if you kind of get brought up in London and England, which is, um, you know, your family really dictates the club you su- you support, and you don't really have much choice. So um, for me, it was my grandfather taking me to Tottenham in 1986. I was I'm sorry. Eight- Oh, here we go. The Arsenal Giants. Clever Arsenal fan between us and the couch. I am surrounded by Spurs fans at the moment. This is literally hell. You should wise up a little bit. It's not a good time for us. And we were playing Everton. We won 2-0 or 2-0, I would say. And I became an addict. I was hooked. I was hooked on the the smell of a stadium, which in those days was a lot of cigarette smoke. 
and, yeah. and a lot of beer um and just just found my tribe um and kind of got taken by my grandfather for years and years and years and then i became old enough to go by myself and 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 kind of bonded with friends that have, have they're still going there now um to be honest um and actually, when I moved to L.A. nearly nine years ago, it was like a serious, you know, you, you know, you do these lists like stay or go. It, on, on on one side of the list was Tottenham, which was like, if I moved here, I'd have to stop going. And I'd probably have to stop, give, have to give up my season ticket, which was a huge deal for me. Um, so I didn't. And I've still got it, <laughs> even though I go back to England once a year. Um, so, yeah, started with a family um, and have been a huge fan. And, and actually, when I got here eight, nine years ago, because I love Spurs so much, I wasn't interested in finding a football team here. I, I, MLS didn't really interest me. I mean, I, when Robbie Keane came to Galaxy, it kind of piqued my interest a little bit and went to a few games in Carson. But really, like, I wanted to get into baseball and basketball and American football. And it was it was fine because I had, I had my Spurs. Um, it wasn't until I met these guys that it all kind of changed and unraveled very, very quickly. So, but yeah, let's talk about how that happened. I think people yeah. um, love to hear about the backstory about how you guys got involved because it is there's a backstory. It's a good one. Yeah. As, as someone likes to say, why LAFC? Ooh. Yeah. Well, let's 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 go back two years. So, almost to the week two years ago, it was um, the World Series um, in LA. Um, we had just become the first presenting sponsor of the World Series ever. It was the first time they'd ever done a deal with with a brand, which was great for us because it was really like our coming out moment as a product and a brand. And we were going to go super, super deep on sports because if you think about it, most people want cable and keep cable um, because of, of, of live sports. So like sports was going to be our strategy and the World Series like was the first drumbeat of that. I remember oh, that I commercials. I remember those. I give Spectrum way too much money because I'm a Dodger fan and it infuriates me every time I pay that bill. There you go. <laughs> um, so you guys working on a deal for the Dodgers? So the Dodgers? Well, that, de- that deal is like inked for, for decades. Oh. It's like, it's huge. And oh. so unless they sell it somehow, like, yeah. So and as a Dodgers fan, that, that kills me. Yeah. Um, so game seven, um, I was taken to the game by, um, someone called Mark Morris, who was at Fox and he's, he's actually now at the club. Yeah. Uh, FC. Yeah, Mark. And he, um, in one of the innings breaks, introduces me to a guy called Tom Penn. Like, heard of him. Who's that guy? And we had a very, very brief, like, when I say brief, I mean like 90 second, like conversation, which was basically like, oh, you're English. I'm at LAFC. <laughs> you guys, you should you should come by and see the experience center and just kind of get a taste for for, for what we're building. So I was like, okay, sounds cool. I, I I'd heard of the club kind of beginning to kind of sprout um, roots, um, but again, like I said, like was never really interested in MLS. So I wasn't really deep in in, in my knowledge. Um, so agreed to meet him. We got a, got our phones out and sort of agreed to meet next week. Um, the, the next bit is a bit that actually Rich doesn't know. Which was um, wait? There's something Rich yeah. doesn't know about LAFC. Yeah, I, I don't oh. know if I believe this. I like so, to be surprised too. So <laughs> that week it, it had been a really rough three weeks at work, like getting ready for the World Series, and I was up to like three, four in the morning most nights. I was absolutely exhausted. My wife said, "Look, you're going to kill yourself. What you need to do is open up your calendar and basically say no to everything that is not essential. Whoa! Like just go to the go to the meetings that you have to go to, so you don't get fired, basically." decline everything else because you're exhausted 
So I went through it, got my phone out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tom Penn, LFC. I, I don't know him. Absolutely no. Um, got to like the Wednesday when the meeting was supposed to happen. And I realized that I hadn't, I hadn't cancelled. I hadn't actually told him I wasn't coming. And I was like, I can't be that guy that doesn't show up. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll go. The football gods. Yeah, it's fake. I'll wow. do the right thing and I'll go. So turn up to the experience center, um, meet Tom for the second time. And then get introduced to this guy here, Rich. And I think Pat was there as yeah, well. LAFC Pat is me and Pat. And Rich, within like the first two seconds, was like, I'm a Tottenham fan. I'm a Tottenham fan. So, <laughs> so I got excited. Already like we, we bonded. Well, whenever I hear an accent from the UK, I ask very quickly, yeah. who's your club? So you could not have also scripted. I mean, imagine if I was an Arsenal fan like Jonathan, this would have never happened. Well, maybe YouTube not. TV would have never been in our jersey if Jonathan would have been in the room. Who knows? Wow. Who knows? Who knows? So, I, I mean, mean, right? Yeah. It's true. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. Things or, need to line I up. Mean, yeah, things that, line up for He would have figured out how to mess it up with his Arsenal fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. Sorry, if, I'm if you ask my up. mother, you're definitely right. I probably would have figured out how to mess it up. <laughs> oh, no. but, I'd like to think that we would have bridged the we'd gap we'd and forged have worked a friendship it. anyway. Yeah, I mean, you guys are sitting on the couch right now together. You know, it's fine. Anytime I meet someone... And they have an English accent. Literally, the first thing I ask them as well is, oh, oh what football club yeah, do you support? Go. I meet far more people that say Tottenham than say yeah. Arsenal. And, and I, I, it's good fun for me, you know, because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a violent person. I'm not a negative person. I'm not one of those people that likes to, to make it about yeah. something right. negative, you know. And so I always – I have tons of regular customers that are Spurs fans and we banter and, I, and you know. I, I feel like it's like one out of every 15 people I meet is a Liverpool fan. Like I – you know, more more so international brand. Yeah, but more so now than I feel. Yeah, because they're doing. Yeah, well. Red Devils yeah. in Liverpool for sure. Yeah, Manchester and Liverpool. Well, no, I feel like I see Manchester United all the time. So yeah. you're you're in the experience. Sorry, my mind's blown because my, my mind's in there. Like I'm envisioning okay, yeah. walking let into me, the experience let me center. Tee up, let me yeah. tee up. So yeah. uh, Tom called me and Pat, and you know yeah. Tom. Oh, so this is from the other side. Yeah, this is the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, you know, as we were scrambling to lock in a very, very key partner, which is your Jersey partner. And World sure. football is a big deal. You know, we were all obsessed with the right partner because it would be literally in our DNA. It'd be our tattoo. And um, Tom told us that he and Matt from YouTube and he just want, he didn't want to overscript it. It was just a quick, you know, let's get the, the right people in the room to have a conversation because we obviously got that he was English so he would get what a club is. And he uh, roped in me and Pat and we just did the whole handshake outside of the experience center and once i heard his accent i immediately went for the club connection and he had it so i dove in deep but i dove in because i knew that he the vision of building a proper club in the heart of la and the potential and the community fire if anybody would get it it's somebody who gets world football so i knew right away that we had a very fruitful conversation coming quickly if Matt were to sync with us as far as where our heads were and what the possibility was. So back yeah. to Matt. Well, my, so my head was definitely like not in a business sense. Like my right. head was like, I'm going to kind of find out about a club that, and I hadn't actually made the connection yet to could this affect my yeah. sports strategy for the company that I work for, which is probably naive on my part. And, you know, probably shouldn't admit that, but that's the truth. <laughs> so I started walking through the, the experience center and I don't know if you guys have went there or have seen yes. it, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, opening up with like, YLA and the city and the design of the crest and like I'm a I'm a creative person and I was kind of hooked on that story and then they sort of walk you through building kind of block by block and street by street and the sense of community and the 3252 
And then they took me to see like the plans for the stadium and it was backed up with a safe standing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is an amazing story. And also I was fascinated by sort of the, the marketing challenge Rich and the guys had, which was build a, a, a sports franchise from the bottom up with nothing, you know, years before they kick a ball. Like professionally, I found that super interesting. So I was really impressed. But ultimately, that where that led me to was like, I'm going to get a season ticket for me and my son. That's the conclusion I came to. It was like, I think I might have found a club to support in, in LA. And that's amazing. Now, the next stage was literally as we were leaving. I mean, I thought we were leaving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there, there was a there was a kind of kind of a boardroom. They had one small office with a glass fronted. The conference room. The conference room, the only conference room. And in the corner of that conference room was the jersey on a mannequin. By design, man, I'll tell you that right well, now. Well, now, now, now <laughs> I know that it. I've been completely Tom's idea. Yeah. But the well, jersey, it, well, it by worked. the way, at that time, the jersey was top secret. Yeah. So the fact that we pulled it out to put it on a mannequin for a stranger walking through was not the, was a little bit of a risk. But I think now, Tom could was anyone like- else, Was anyone else there when Matt was there? There were people there, mostly staff. It wasn't public tours. Uh -huh. But no way that jersey would have been on a mannequin during a public tour. But we took a shot. So Tom's like, put it on the mannequin yeah. and then continue. Well, I just, assume, I just assumed that you were having like <laughs> meetings with other brands, which you probably were. Of course, hundreds of brands. And for me, as like an English dude, when I see a when I see a football jersey without a brand on it, I think something's wrong. Like feels I'm, like an orphan. It's, it, lo it looks weird to me. Like so, I said to Tom, almost jokingly but semi seriously, like, "Who's your sponsor? Like, what's going on there?" And Tom was like, "Well, we're pretty close to signing with someone," and blah blah blah. And I was like, "Then the light bulb went off." Then I was like, okay, mind worrying. Tom, what would it take <laughs> for us to get involved? And Tom played it very cool. Tom was like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's quite late now. And, you know, you know, mentioned a ridiculous number and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I said, oh, that's super interesting. And I said, also, like, what's happening with your broadcast rights? Presumably, like, because this, this was like end of October before kickoff. Like, you must have sorted that out now. And he's like, yeah, we're close. <laughs> so say goodbye to the guys I left with like oh my god they don't have a broadcast partner yet and they don't have they don't have a solidified jersey deal LA is a massive market for us huge market for us this could be very interesting got in the Uber texted my boss she was the one that did the World Series deal she was like that's really interesting I've heard about this club I think we got Angela back to the experience center the next day mm -hmm. or like the day after that week for sure that week for sure how had she heard about the club well, she's a sports fan um, and has lived in L.A. For, for a while, so is just tuned in to sports and culture in the city. So she'd heard about it. Again, similar to me, didn't have an MLS-like team, wasn't a mad fan, but just recognized the huge opportunity. And again, like me, when Rich and Tom took her through the Experience Center and told you know the story again, like if you're interested in sport, interested in community, interested in culture, interested in marketing, you cannot fail to be impressed by what the guys have done. Yeah. Right. That's a common theme here right. throughout this is, you know, we talk about all this stuff that we view in retrospect as happenstance and coincidence. And it, it turns out that people like Rich, people like Tom are actually brilliant. And this oh. was all very well constructed. And um, Tom, we would love you to come on the show and tell us all about it as our first <laughs> owner on the show. Official invite. You should do Tom. Official. Tell official your invite. side of the story. Um, oh, that's right. Three perspectives from the same yeah. meeting would be a but it's no joke. Literally every single person who comes in and sits on this couch 
talks about rich. I mean, everything is orchestrated. Though. And, and Every, they bring it up so casually, like, oh, I ran into this guy. I just came across <laughs> this guy. And, and we had this conversation. They, sometimes they even say his name, like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I was, oh, you know, Richard Roscoe. And we're like, right. oh, we know Rich. Come on. <laughs> like, it's like they, they, it's like they're trying to casually say someone's name, but it's like, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> we all well, know I, who I want Rich to say is. one more thing. Yeah. Which I think is important, which is this was the first time YouTube and I think Google had ever partnered, stroke sponsored with a, with a sports franchise. Mm-hmm. And when we went back to the office and we talked about like the opportunity, one of the things we talked about was just like how decent the people at the club were. Like we could do business with them. They were super open, super honest, super passionate. Like we wanted to make it work with them. And I had I this feeling of trust. Just... Almost instantly, almost instantly. Like, you know, I think people look at YouTube as a, a global huge brand. But within YouTube, YouTube TV was essentially a startup. It was a startup business. There were very few of us working on the product at the time, particularly in marketing, like three. And I think we kind of looked at each other across the table as kind of both as kind of startup brands and businesses and went, let's jump in together. Let's right. do this. I think it's also rare, I think, to have a situation where, you know, it's mutually beneficial on both sides. Like Nobody's the big brother, little brother here. We want to be associated with the LAFC brand. It's phenomenally strong and successful and powerful, particularly in L.A., and I'd hope that Rich would say that, you know, they would want a brand like ours on the front of their jersey. It became a no-brainer. And I think what's interesting is, you know, it, we're like I said, we're a big company. These sorts of things take a long time to do. Mm-hmm. But we literally had six weeks, yeah. five, six weeks to get it done because there was a deadline on the jerseys. We had our jerseys being delivered. Yeah. So we had to get the partner. The clock was ticking. So are you at, at liberty to say who any of the potential jersey sponsors would have been? Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, what I enjoy about the story is the Trojan horse of the mannequin. Yeah. Strategically placed as you're telling a story and walking around without just really telling what was there. Around. It was just happening. Oh, to look be at in this mannequin path. with the lonely jersey. Right. It's, it's weird that two years after the event, it's only now that I feel used and dirty. It's like a delay <laughs> thing, like a two year delay on the fact that I've been completely set up. There's some tension uh, between these two gentlemen. I'm so glad I'm here on the couch <laughs> yes. to, to separate. So, yeah, that, that I mean, basically, that's the story in essence. It feels feels like it would have been a huge corporate story about the guys putting the bid out for tender and there being a, a huge kind of process around it. But it was very few like-minded people um, with an amazing set of circumstances getting in the room at the same time. So yeah. I hate to ask this question of both my co-host and my guest, but what was it like the first time you saw that kit with the YouTube TV logo on it? Well, I had, t- I had two moments. So I think... Um, well, I brought, we brought it over to the office. Remember? Yeah, so we yes, yeah, so we unveiled. So, well, actually, let me let me take one step back. What they did <laughs> as we were negotiating, which was really smart, <laughs> was make me and Angela our own. Who's who's my boss? I was talking about our own bespoke jerseys with what it could look like. Oh. So it arrived at my office. A little like, live mockup. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Now, is that the actual jersey that we ended up having? Yeah, so he so got we, a mock-up of what ended yep. up being the actual? We had, we had production samples. And since we were close, we yeah. chose to use our very few production yeah. samples to make them jerseys. Different colorways. We talked about the YouTube in different colors early. Yep. For us, I mean, Matt talks about people. You guys talk about people. I think what we've all been good at, all of us collectively, we, we see people who are real about the group and the community and the proper club 
and we all bring something to the table. So, you know, you would think a YouTube TV and a LAC partnership would be a, a huge, yeah, um, a, a huge group of people and two, you know, big companies, et cetera. And, and it wasn't that it was, it was, you know, big thank you to Angela for sure. For sure. And to Matt um, for being the ambassador for the inside. And then, you know, Tom and Pat, I mean, it's literally five of us having a conversation and trusting in a vision, but also, you know, we had to, each of us had to enroll people on our inside, which was pretty exciting, him especially, because they had never, and, and I don't think we should underestimate it, they've never, ever done a sports sponsorship with a team. And we haven't since. Yeah. So that's that's amazing in itself. And the f- great thing about LAFC is we've had so many firsts. I mean, all these firsts that we're having on the field right now, um, even this podcast network with you guys here and the guys out there creating, there's no team that has this many podcasts in there that are community-driven with such consistency. So I think it's just a testimony to um, all of us for just bringing it. And Matt and Angela turned into, you know, two beloved people within the thousands of us who are part of the club. Well, you know, another thing that was interesting as part of the process, as, as you would imagine, like just because Andrew and I thought it was a great deal, didn't stop there. We had to go make it work. Um, was explaining to the, the powers that be that uh, we wanted to partner with this club. And they were like, okay, so who's, who's in the team? It's like, well, <laughs> They didn't have a team yet. No like, player. They had obviously Carlos <laughs> no and Bob. So trying to explain that we wanted to partner with what we think could be possibly that might be a successful <laughs> team was an interesting exercise. We think year two they're going to win the supporter shield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're predicting that. Yeah. Um, Breaking records. So that's so back to the question. Historic team. I had a, a moment like a moment when I received that first jersey because um, I saw the potential. Is that the one that you have hanging that's framed that says Ross with an 18 on it? How do you know that? Oh, we do our research. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's not actually. Oh. That, that, <laughs> that, that, How do you know that? Have you been to my house? Uh, no, that, that, the original one's at my office at work. Oh, okay. um, so I had a moment then. Um, I had uh, a moment uh, at the Jersey Reveal in that, that February event we did downtown, I think on February the 23rd, from memory, because it was my 40th birthday. Uh, but really, the the real moment was game one at the bank, when I saw like wall to wall jerseys and, and wall to wall logos, and it it was like definitely emotional, like tears in the eye stuff. So wait, the kit debuted on your fortieth birthday? Yeah, at home. Was that at home game? Was that a coincidence? Wow. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Was it? There's a lot of chance. <laughs> in the story. I don't believe so. We, we planned that. Yeah. Yeah, we looked at the MLS schedule. Part of the deal. We need I mean, our first game I mean, right obviously they're good, but here. they're not that good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's not only an emotional business, like from a business perspective, something that was amazing. The, the ending to that game was amazing as well. Like you got a storybook, business and personal kind yeah. of situation. But uh, well, also, I'd been on the road, so um, I went to the I went to the first game in Seattle, and then week after or well, two weeks after we did. Who, who were you with when we scored? Our first goal. I was with you. Did we hug? We did. Did we have a tear? Yeah. Very much so. Did you cry more than I did? <laughs> I, we cried. Okay. We cried a lot. Together. And then we did Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that means your logos were chest to chest. And let's wow. not underestimate, Matt Matt went to the first game in Seattle, was with us up there in the north part of the section, stadium, and then he a week later he's in Salt Lake with us yeah. for a half the game because he had to get back to his yeah. family. So he is as obsessed as all of us i've definitely become obsessed that is definitely for sure so is it is it tottenham liverpool or yeah. is it 
Oh, I'm sorry, Liverpool. Tottenham Club. Liverpool on Tottenham Club. Chris wishes Liverpool had a hand in this club. Oh, gosh. I do. I, I, hey. <laughs> Wait, well, you have four hands at the end of the game. Oh, but that's, yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. Either way. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Walker Zimmerman oh, yeah, fist yeah, punch is uh, credited to that's Liverpool. Don't try to bring Liverpool yeah, in here right now. We're talking you. But uh, no, I'm sorry. So is how? So where is LAFC versus Tottenham? That's a really t- Good I talk question. about that with my son quite a lot because we both love Tottenham and LAFC. Depends on the time zone. I would like to, if I may equate this to you have two children, a son and a daughter. How do you rank them? Yeah. I think that's that's that that's definitely a good analogy. I mean, I've got decades that's of history. Street, with Spurs, I rank my kids, um, <laughs> but I, you know, I've got decades of history with Spurs, but I haven't been to see them for for a few. Well, actually, I saw them last year once, but um, like I'm making memories, new memories with this club right. in LA. So, you know, and they, unlike Spurs, we have a trophy. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Wait, Spurs have got trophies. Can we excuse, since I'm here as a special host, oh guest host, God. can we lose one of the regular hosts <laughs> for a half hour? Right, right. I mean, that, yeah. I'll fill in. Oh my yeah, gosh. You're, you're down the street. You can I'll come anytime. In. We're here Tuesdays, dude. Tuesdays. Like, uh, if, if, you know what? For any of our listeners out there, there is this nonstop banter with... Um, and it's it's just constant on the uh, WhatsApp LAFC community pay, uh, group that we are in, and it's just nonstop on EPL Saturdays and Sundays, man. Whenever Tottenham doesn't do well, it's you're just constantly, constantly coming down on Rich and anyone else in our group. So Jonathan, I'm just glad you don't know that I'm on there. Yeah, Jonathan didn't like, know that Matt's actually oh, really? in yeah. that group, yeah. which oh is gosh. quite interesting. You shouldn't have disclosed that. I've been in that group for I, a while. I call it bullying. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, cyberbullying. Oh my gosh, you just got to take it. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, it's hard. It's hard to to say which is which. Uh, but, it, it hasn't. It hasn't been very great to be an Arsenal fan for a few <laughs> years either. So no, let's be honest. I can take like, it from a Liverpool fan, but <laughs> maybe not you. Are you um, able to speak? I guess from the incremental growth year to year, like first year YouTube TV versus this year. I know the coverage, the programming, and not necessarily that you have to do with that, but. The channel has grown, but do you feel like the viewership and the awareness has grown because of the success of the team? Oh, for because sure. Of the partnership? I, think, I think two things affect that. I think obviously the, the team's done so well, so people um, are naturally drawn to it and want to watch it, which is great for us. Um, but also as people have become more aware of the product itself, regardless of LAFC, um, like our, our, our numbers in LA are, are super strong. So you've got a wider base that could potentially be tempted by it. Then you've obviously got more LAFC fans coming in as well. So... It's been it's been great, and we run. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have ever kind of um, been subjected to it, but we run research inside the stadium to to kind of yes. yep to figure out like micro surveys. Yeah, exactly yeah. to mm-hmm. figure out like what people think of the brand. Can they remember it? Would they be likely to subscribe? All those sorts of things. And the numbers are super solid. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're we're very happy with the partnership, and you know, and also it's 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 easy to think of this as like an LA deal, but because the team has done so well and got so many national games. Um, it's a chance for us to get our brand on, you know, primetime national TV as well. So it's not just an LA thing for us. So take us through a game day in a YouTube broadcast. So how involved are you in day-to-day ops and execution of the production? Mm-hmm. Very little. So, <laughs> so wrong guy to ask. The yeah, well, the the the, the broadcast right. is like the club's responsibility. Um, what we do is we sit down with the club. Um, well, I mean, it's only happened once because it's so young, but in, you know, in the off season and kind of work out how we're going to grow the channel, grow the content offering and kind of brainstorm around, you know, things that we can do to, to sort of drive viewership. I mean, as you can tell from the original story, 
like by the time we signed the deal, I think it was early January, like just getting the games on air was was a mm -hmm. big ask for season one. So I think that's why you've seen like, you know, a big growth in programming year one to two, because we've had time to actually think about it and program it. And, at, you know, a very simple level, we just want to make more and more content um, that fans will love to kind of elongate that experience beyond just match day and pre-match to, 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 to more programming. Um, I, I sat down with Max a couple of weeks ago and we talked about next season. So um, that's as far as, as, as my involvement goes. So, so match day for me is not about my job. Match day for me is about going with my son and the rituals around that and enjoying it as a fan. I, I, I go to games um, not because I have to for work. I go, go to games for, for pure love. Yeah, support. Yeah. And if you want to see Matt in the stadium, field, suite, six, <laughs> seats, one and two. He doesn't move. No matter how many guests he has in his 18-person field suite, Matt and his son never move. <laughs> never and uh, you'll see they're with their feet on the grass, close to center pitch. So, uh, we'll and the ritual we'll is ways. we have to get there. My son insists that we get there before the doors open. So we're walking through 90 minutes before because he has to see all the players warm up. He has to see Tyler warm up. He has to be there for the, the, the full 90 before the game starts. So, the, so, I mean, because you're so close to the walkway where the players walk out of, right? Do the players know your son and, and, you're, and do they? Uh, yeah. I mean, the players uh, have been like so generous and kind and forever saying hello to my son max and well he's there so early he's committed he's committed yeah. um you know tyler and 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 beta and um jordan and and mark have been um super generous with their time and you know i've been lucky enough to also go to um the, the training center a few times as well and and started to build relationships with the players um so i mean it's such an open i'm sure you guys have had the same experience whenever you met the players they're just you know the so best. down yeah they're, down to earth and humble, um, and um, yeah, it's been a it's been a privilege and a pleasure to get to know them. So you're in charge of providing an avenue with YouTube TV for content to reach the fans, but as far as the execution of the content or the feed or any of that sort of stuff, you're taking a feed from MLS and we are we're taking so for when we cover away games, we take uh, the, the MLS feed from the local sports network, um, and we are kind of. In, in their hands we I say we the club controls the broadcast for the home games um, and, and contracts that out in terms of trucks and stuff like that um, but essentially yeah it's weird we we kind of outsource that that piece so any issue with the feed that might be out there is, <laughs> is simply generated by those away clubs it has nothing to do with LAFC or YouTube TV we it's just want to clarify fault. that it's yeah. not Matt's fault <laughs> uh, yeah that, that's that's the truth I mean obviously um, I I don't want anyone to have a suboptimal experience when watching the game on, on the platform um, what I will say is you know our heritage and, and uh, pedigree in streaming video globally uh, and a lot of it every single day without buffering would suggest that we know what we're doing with video. Um, so, and certainly, it's, it's, it's not it's not us guys. <laughs> um, and I think that's an important statement to be made because I, I hear people mm -hmm. erroneously putting YouTube TV at fault for breakdowns in the feed. Yep. Um, and you know, when that is the name that is right there next to our crest on the front of our kids, to see that name disparaged erroneously, I think just needs some clarification. Well, I appreciate that. But I, I would also say, like, you know, we'll take that very seriously. We'll have words with the host broadcasters. Um, 
Uh, and we've never seen that in home games. No, we, exactly. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, we have uh, obviously huge number of subscribers. We cover amazing sporting events, and our competition uh, often, you know, blacks out and can't cope. And we and we never do. So um, it's a, it's a, it's a very strong product. But I would say that, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm in agreement. I enjoy um, YouTube TV. So speaking of kids, can you? Can you perhaps shed any light? Well, hey, no. Before we even get to the next kit, some of the one of the requests that I see is so common is the changing or alter. You know, the red YouTube play it's making button. Making one color, basically, and yeah. you know, the YouTube TV. Maybe they're putting some gold in there or something like that. That's, that's that? I hadn't heard that. We're I hadn't heard yet. that, guys. I'm uh, sure you I have. It's just a rumor. No one talks to you about that. No, <laughs> no not once. Um, <laughs> So what was the question? <laughs> so is that something that can be changed? Has the idea ever or, been kicked around officially? Or is that something that Can you please reframe your question? Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is there going to be a change to the YouTube TV logo <laughs> in next year's jersey? Yeah. So um, red is our logo. Um, it hasn't been talked about in terms of ever changing the color um, beyond potentially partnerships with um, other people. Um, watch this space. Yeah. It's under consideration. Whatever what Matt I'm says, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> your you honor. know. Hey, uh, you're I, supposed to be a host here. Your Honor, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, think, I think, though, it's probably worth talking about the context of, like, and I, joking aside, I, I, I do understand this, this point of view. Sure. And as, a, as a football fan, I, I get it. Um, but with my, with my marketing hat on and my brand hat on, when you make large investments um you want to make sure that you get bang for your buck and certainly in the early days of youtube tv which these still are um you want to make sure that your brand is recognized and seen right well so what's interesting though is like you look at the uh warm-up jerseys Mm -hmm. the warm-up jerseys do have youtube tv in different colors like the uh, americana one was all gold yeah and uh the uh-huh. kick childhood cancer was all black. Yeah, parsley. Like, yeah. So there's been instances yeah, where uh, parlays, it's a one yeah. color. Yeah, the parlay. Oh, that's yeah. what I meant. And, yeah. and this is food. a you know we're we're young. This is a, a yeah. new partnership, sure. and out of the gate for us, you know, on on our side, and I think Peter Guber was talking to Tom about this. A, we're thrilled to have YouTube TV in the mix, and B, that red button is iconic it is. around the world. And if you remember the timing of this, we hadn't kicked the ball yet. We hadn't won the Supporter Shield. We didn't have PAC stadiums. So we were honored to be able to be in a conversation with a company like YouTube and YouTube TV. So that red button to us was red for fire. And, you know, what's interesting, too, is that, you know, uh, Jersey sponsors in the MLS for a long time, there were like I know Colorado was one of the teams that didn't have a Jersey sponsor for long time. It's a real years or something like that. It's a real struggle. Global brand. It's a recognizable brand. Yeah. It's not like somebody's, you know, bet company this something, or like, you know. What's, what's Seattle's jersey? I mean, there's now? some terrible ones out there. Seattle's Zalili. Zalili. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like what? It's like when it was Xbox, you're like, oh, okay, I know what Xbox is. Yeah. Pe- people think it's actually good. We're talking about this. People think that um, getting a jersey sponsor is like an a la carte menu at a restaurant. Right. Like, oh, I, w- I would love yeah. A, B, and C. That's not how it works. Um, and timing and relationship and people. so And it's an investment, too, by the company. Absolutely. Well, so yeah. so I, I, I have a question, I guess, about Jersey sponsors. So, like, you know, my limited knowledge. Liverpool, 
Uh, oh, another so, Liverpool shout so out. So there, there was Carlsberg, right? Was there, yep. was their jersey sponsor, and then now it's Standard Chartered. Yep. Yeah. But Carlsberg is still associated with the club, so it's not like Carlsberg went away. So how does something like that happen? Because what happened in the UK was, I I think that alcohol brands weren't allowed to be primary sponsors anymore. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's like United it used to be Aon. They're still a sponsor. I think they're a training ground. Somebody used to have yeah. uh, Chong Beer used yeah. to be their sponsor. Was mm-hmm. that, oh, that Everton? Everton? Yeah. 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 But, so then, yeah. but so then, like if it, okay, so then I guess more so than like Seattle, how it was Xbox. And yeah, now. what happens is you do, you know, you do uh, a deal for a, a period of time and it turns out. It turns out and you can renegotiate or re up or. Um, so then, like. YouTube TV could still be a part of LAFC, but then just not elect to be the jersey sponsor, yeah. I guess. So what is the current contract? How long does it run with YouTube <laughs> TV at the moment? That's not something we're going to answer today. Sure. <laughs> totally but when now. we see yeah. that new home kit for next year, YouTube TV is still our kit sponsor for next year at least. Absolutely. So for the next two years at least. Yes. Uh, yeah. probably, I would, say, it's, deal, I would say this is probably like a, a long time. <laughs> long time. Matt, Matt, would you like to get married right here on the show? Yeah. Oh, would you yeah. put a ring on it, Matt? Yeah. Wilton's ordained, our sound guy. I, I, I am ordained. <laughs> I am ordained. I have, I have officiated weddings. <laughs> no so like you know officiate. what? It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I officiated. Like... Uh, my best friend got married in Oregon during the the full eclipse, the full solar eclipse. Um, what was that? Two years ago. Um, and and yeah, yeah, I was the officiator. Do you know he was a roadie for uh, for a, a circus, a traveling circus? Wow, no, a Renaissance fair. Coming Whatever. It is not about me. It is not about me. That explains Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Bunch of clowns. Oh, he said that. <laughs> I got teed up. That was a softball. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I mean, is there any other? Interesting stories that you've had and experience with this club that makes, you know... I mean, there have been so many memorable things that have happened over the last two years. I mean, obviously, you know, personally, like, first night the bank was sensational. Yeah. I thought, like, the, the rain delay night was... Oh, oh. against Houston. Oh, that's my that favorite was, Like, uh, And it's quite hard to explain to people that weren't there why it was so special, but it was so special. Like, just staying out there, getting absolutely pouring in wet. Um, it what just what a fantastic evening! Yeah, um, I mean Carlos has scored some amazing goals um, at home this season, but I had a a, a very special um, game where my my two worlds collided, which was when uh, Pochettino and his oh, coaching yeah. team came to the. Mm. To, All right, so how bank. did that happen? Like, I, I mean, how did that relationship start? Well, there's the very famous picture of the three of you, Pochettino and the two of yeah. you, flanked on either side. Yeah, we're right all, there, what, we're all WhatsApp end. buddies now. No, but I'm just saying, like... Are you did... really? Sure, yep. us and Klopp. Oh, we're kidding. Back in Liverpool. Yeah, Here we go, yeah, yeah. Liverpool. <laughs> but um, we... <clears throat> so years prior, when I first started working with the club, I would take international trips during the um, international breaks to meet with clubs. And one of the trips was to England. And the Spurs were very generous, as the club they are. Very good hosts. Amazing people. Just great people, Rich. And uh, <laughs> brought me to the training ground. So I met um, a lot of their executive staff. And they came in for, was it a summer tour? Right? Yeah. Against Spurs Barcelona? were in town. Yeah, they played Barca. So they just reached out and said, we'd, and the timing was interesting. They were here for the Galaxy match last summer right yep the first one so they were in town and they wanted to come to a match and obviously pochettino was with them so we were had the uh we were fortunate enough to host the daniel levy um donna marie cullen 
Pochettino his his uh, two assistant coaches. So we were able to show them our world. And so I knew this was brewing, so I decided to surprise my good buddy Matt. And I forgot, we probably have the text chain somewhere. But I might have said, hey, Matt, which I do every now and then, hey, Matt, I got a surprise for you. Can you can you save me three seats in, in, your, uh, in your suite? And then I think I dropped a picture or something, and I could tell he was crying over the text. Am I right? You're so right. But the problem was that because it was the Galaxy game, like I'd, I'd given away all my tickets. So I had to start crawling them back and basically <laughs> kicking people out of the suites, like people from Google or YouTube that I told could come oh to, make, to make sure I could sit with Pochettino and the, and, and the crew. But it was like the most amazing evening and, and what a guy and, and what a team. Well, that was the same trip in which Song did the tour with Tigers and did the whole um, tour through... Um, Koreatown. Koreatown, right? K-Town. That's right. right. Yeah. So yeah. were you involved in that at all? I wasn't. I didn't um, invite him. He probably would have liked no. to have been invited. Yeah, I forgot. Oh. Well, sorry I brought that up. But. Sorry, man. Thanks. <laughs> Again, Arsenal guy. Honestly, I, I, I got to sit next to Good thing the contract's been signed. deals for two hours. It's canceled because of this Arsenal guy on the couch. <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, I mean, to surprise Matt and have, but we were, me and Matt were both thrilled to show him our world and show him football culture yeah. and a packed stadium. So me and Matt were just like over the moon. To see his eyes, he was asking about players. He was asking about players. He was genuinely um, impressed with the the fan base and the atmosphere. He couldn't believe he was at an MLS game. I want to know what did Pochettino think? I mean, this yeah. was uh, this was a derby game, so everybody was out in full force, right? So, what was his impression of our club? What was, you know, what was he saying? Uh, so he was super impressed with the with the stadium, and if you remember. It was a time, I reckon it was nine months before the Spurs stadium opened. So his mindset was all about like what new stadium should look and feel like. And he was like very complimentary. He was like, I'm going to tell Daniel about a few touches and stuff like that. So that was, that was super interesting. He was incredibly impressed with the atmosphere. Like he, he was like in awe of the 3252, like couldn't stop looking at them. And then during the game, he had this um, app open on his phone uh, with all the all the players and stuff, and he was kind of going through, finding out about them, and he was very complimentary about some some players. I'm not going to mention names. On the no, pod. no names. Um, and then, well, so uh, then we know if any of our players get pushed a ton. Of, we know look at the starting lineup for that match. Mm. Yeah, mm. and then obviously Mark got injured, mm-hmm. and he was he he knew it's interesting. Like he knew immediately, he turned to me and said, "That's bad," um, and sadly it was. Yeah. Um, but no, it was amazing. He was like such a nice guy, and his coaching staff were, were fantastic. We had a glass of wine at halftime. We had a good chat, and you know, apart from my wedding day and the birth of my two kids, that was that was number four, best ever days. And that that was the first time you'd ever met him. Yeah, but the second time you'd met him, Rich. Correct. Very cool. And yeah. so, I mean, do. Do I? I've been to a few games where I saw like Bruce Arena before he got hired uh, with New England. He was at a game. Yeah. Uh, I saw Jurgen Klinsmann came to the I think it was the Dortmund game, or mm-hmm. maybe he came to the uh, Vissel Kobe match. I forget which one it was. But I saw. So like, how often do we have coaches coming to our stadium and seeing the environment and seeing the the quality of the football on the pitch? Yeah, a, a lot. And it's not just coaches. It's current players. It's players on international break it's like we've now turned into the must-see football experience in LA period so and it's gonna it's gonna continue 
Pochettino actually told me privately, and I'll say for the first time on this podcast, that the North End, the 3252, is the most impressive supporters culture supporter culture he's ever seen in his entire life. No this way. This is Argentina, oh, Europe, anywhere. Wow. Thirty fifty two. The best. Pochettino. Wow. And LAC he was, take, Rich he was says taking so. pictures as well. It wasn't like just playing for the crowd. He was genuinely impressed. But he was honestly impressed. He might not have said the best he's ever seen. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, mean, I wasn't there eyes. for that bit. He so was trying to tell that. me that. Yeah, he sure. wanted to tell me that. Yeah. He just, he's from Argentina, so he couldn't, yeah. couldn't quite go He there. emoted it. He didn't yeah, say it. Yeah, I felt it. Yeah, I, I felt it. it. But he loved it, and everybody loves it because they feel, they see it's authentic, and they see the faces, and you can't, I think we're, I think we all agree we're, all, we're undeniable. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, uh, intoxicating yeah. to, to go to a match. And then for, it's it was very fulfilling to be able to surprise Matt and, you know, we were playful about it, but I can't, I'm not in Matt's shoes. This guy grew up in North London. This guy grew up with Spurs in his veins. I'm a, I'm a new Spurs fan, so to speak. I'm a young one. And, you know, to be able to, I mean, just do this on paper. Matt, I always say the, the, the creative British guy comes to L.A., <laughs> living here eight or nine years. He literally co-founds a, a football club in L.A., and he's at the big derby match with his feet on the grass, and he gets to not only meet, he gets to sit down with and host a what we're all going to call a legendary coach in world football history. Even you might say that. Yeah, and gets to sit, <laughs> gets to sit next to him and watch a match, and Matt gets to share about his club to a world leader of football that he that not only that also happens to be the the coach of the, one of his favorite childhood yeah. clubs. Yeah, and this guy was breathing it in and he was a believer. So I mean, you can't script that and no. that's the kind of no. story that all of us have had around LAFC. Um, what was that in-game conversation like with Pochettino? Well, he had he left uh 10 minutes before the end and so I think I can't remember what the score was, but they came back right to tie. So he's a Dodger right. fan. Oh, uh, no. He had security. <laughs> but what happened was we'd exchange numbers, and I think upon hearing the score in his car on the way back, texted me some sad face emojis when he heard the score. So you heard he, it here first. Pochettino uh, uses sad he, face well, emojis. I hear, heard it here first. Pochettino, because we've, we've kept in, in contact, loves an emoji. <laughs> he's a big emoji it's fan it's an international <laughs> language you know yeah. how you feel yeah. some breaking news yeah. right here yeah. shoulder there you shoulder. Go. he loves an emoji so when you go back to Spurs games now do you hit him up and do you have a different in-game experience when you see a Spurs games now as uh, opposed to prior to meeting him so I've only been I've only been back to see one game since then and I took the view not like not to bother him so um but we've kept in contact, and we'll we'll often exchange messages and stuff. So you went back and saw the new stadium then? No, we were still at Wembley. Well, actually, oh. that's not true. We were playing at Wembley, uh, and actually through Pochettino, he arranged for me to go on the tour of the stadium before it opened. Oh, very wow. cool. Yeah. They're basically great. BFFs. Yeah. Which what emoji do you use to ask for that? That's <laughs> <laughs> very... That's it's personal. Fire, fire, hundred <laughs> thumbs up. I don't know. Hundred. Yeah. Soccer ball, stadium emoji, something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been an amazing. I I I can't, I can't believe it's only two years. It's all because you didn't decline that meeting invite. Yeah, look what it, it's called coming full circle, man. Yeah. yeah. He kept he kept his which word, is, which is crazy. Yeah. Because, he kept his you word. Know, that I is mean, the real 
significance of that story. He kept you know, his because word. there was there was both parts of the story where you know you didn't. Rich hadn't told Matt anything. Matt hadn't. You know, I mean that that whole thing where your wife had told you cancel all your appointments yeah. unless you absolutely have to go to them. Yeah. You know, that just it just shows it was just one hundred percent meant to be. It's and it has nothing to do with Liverpool. Oh that is a moral story. Right? Definitely nothing to do with Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Full disclosure, I'm a United fan. Just so you know. I don't go there. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> I was trying to leave you alone. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> I, I like how you jumped in front of the bus there. I appreciate I know, right? that. It's, I mean, <laughs> everyone supports their team. No matter how good times have been, I mean, hey, I'm now look, enjoying get ready you know, for we, the real can, fans. I can tell, dude, that you're you're still bitter because of how, you know, it ended, dude. It's been a rough week to be a Spurs fan, which which is glorious. But I mean, I feel very bad for the two of you. It's over. Okay. <coughs> Let's respect it's just Pochettino. Part of the and we'll yeah. move on. Yeah, <laughs> I respect Poch. <laughs> what did you say before we started recording that you know the Spurs are are getting back into the routine? Oh yeah, like if you've supported Spurs for a while, you'll know that the last four years of success are a blip, and it's now we're back to business as usual. <laughs> this is this is you know I, I was saying to my friends back home like. I'm almost relieved that we're not like toying with my emotions with Champions League finals and like top four finishes. We're just we're, we're back to disaster. Uh, no, I'm joking. But it's in, been interesting, like from my son's perspective, which is he's only ever known LAFC do super well, no, you know, normally winning. Tottenham in the last four years, like normally winning. Um, after Bayern, the, you know, he was in complete shock. He just couldn't comprehend how a Spurs team could lose by that many goals. And I had to tell him that's just life. It's just, just sport. Well, yeah, and that's that's probably one of those growing moments where you need to then be an even more avid supporter than that's ever. When you, that's when you do. And actually, um, you know, when I think about the community and, and, and the club um, and, and what what you guys have built, just the support through thick and thin is so important. Like, we've been lucky enough to be involved in a club that has won more than it's lost, but, you know, I, I know that the 32-52 would scream and shout just as loud if, if we went 3-0 down. Well, and, I mean, to that point exactly, the when we had our match against the Galaxy at home earlier in the yeah. season and uh, the goals started coming against us yep. early on in the game, there wasn't a there wasn't a moment that the thirty two fifty two nope. stopped. They didn't go oh darn or anything. They just they kept going with the cheers and with the chants, and it was they just powered through it. Yeah, they just powered through the moments. So it's, I mean, it just you look forward to to what the future holds. You yeah. know, it's the only person here who is in the thirty two fifty two every game. Like I know you can feel it when an away goal is scored. We don't stop for a second. Not for a second. There's, we don't even acknowledge it, but you can hear the volume increase. Mm. Oh yeah! And everyone who's in that stadium says, "Nope, not today." And you can just feel that. If we were to equate it to a stiff upper lip, almost <laughs> there's this sensibility of I appreciate that. of we are unyielding. We will not flag our fail. We will defend our aisle, whatever the cost may be. You know, there is this idea that no you don't get to come in here and silence us. That's right. not how this yeah, works. Never. You don't get to come in here and dictate how this energy flows. That's not how this works. This is our house, and, and win or lose, we will support, period. But, I uh, love that about the 3252. I love that they have that resolve. It's one of my favorite things about the 3252, for sure. Have you ever been in the – have you ever sat in the North End? Yeah. Um, two or three times, Rich has taken me in. Have you, like, but have you been there for a whole game? Not a whole one. I've done half. Two, two or three halves. Anytime, uh, I'll host you. Anytime. Oh, I'd love to. I love it. 
it's, it's like you know back to my kind of Tottenham experience when I was growing up it was all seater stadium um, uh, all standing rather before they moved to all seater so I grew up like watching football standing up so to be in the north end is an amazing experience I have a question for you Matt yeah as the special guest co-host <laughs> um, can you explain in your words English football culture supporter culture compared to what we have at LAFC well I think it's 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 very similar because it's essentially at its heart tribal and built around sort of a physical space and what I mean by that is um, we were talking before we started around like there's so many clubs in London and London's relatively small like how do how do you pick which one I was talking about kind of generations but it's kind of it's a family plus like geography location thing so you get drawn to these places and I really feel like with the bank it's like it's such like a fixture within LA now and so I think they're very comparable and I think what's been interesting is in the UK kind of the new stadiums have are being built apart from Tottenham actually like away from city centers so they can build them bigger uh-huh. and they build them more seater because that's the law and I think you lose a sense of intimacy and a sense of atmosphere because of that I know like the Manchester City Stadium suffers from that a bit. I would say, with all due respect, the Emirates suffers from that a bit as well. Oh, it's a library. It, we know. Yeah. And so the bank feels like footballs used to be. You know, we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago when we were talking about the Bank of California and the size of the stadium and how, you know, it, it appears to have been built in a way that you would be able to add seats at some point in the future. And I was of the point of view saying I... I would love it to stay 22,000 because I feel the intimacy and the, uh, you know, I would rather be at a packed 22,000 seat stadium every game than something that has the potential of having, you know, 30,000 seats and the 3252 ends up being, you know, double in size, but it's not necessarily sold out or whatever, right? I would just, I would love to keep it at 22,000 because of the intimacy and because of what we have, you know? I would love the it? same atmosphere, but 100,000 people. I would love to have the yeah, intimacy, but, but have it be 100,000 people. Well, of but, course, but you also have to, it's like 100,000 people in LA. I don't know if soccer culture is at that point yet. Well, that's maybe the 10-year plan, maybe the 20-year plan. You know, that's not that's what I said. the five-year <clears throat> plan, right? right. Um, you know, we can I can only mean, hope. I mean, but how many, how many global clubs sell out to their full capacity 80,000 stadiums every game? No, I mean, it's a give and take. It's a give and take, right? I mean, supply and demand, I think, you know, right now we're in demand. So we're riding a high. And so we we see things growing. But, you know, I would like to probably see some sustainable growth as opposed to exponential growth. And I think we'd all like to see that. Of course. So, but you know what? We just wanted to say, you know, again, thank you, Rich, for coming in and sitting with us. And uh, thank you, Matt, for coming in and telling us your story. Hopefully we can get Rich in again to where we can give you the <laughs> background, the uh, shoulder-to-shoulder version of your background and find out uh, a little bit more behind this international man of mystery. Yeah, I had to be a guest before I got to be a guest co-host. So now I, I feel Rich owes us a it. guest appearance. Yeah. Flipped it. Deal. Oh. <laughs> Follow uh, Matt on Instagram at yeah. LAC Matt. Yes. It's hot. It's fire. Yeah. It's a lot of Twitter emojis. A lot of emojis. Real, Real Matt Ross. Matt Ross. Yeah. That's R E A L M A T T R O S S. Real Matt Ross on Twitter. And LAFC, LAFC Matt. Matt on Insta. 
please follow the show at LAFCS2S on all your social media platforms. And if you're not following LAFC Rich, do it. I, I, I guarantee believe. you every single <laughs> person listening to this show. No. Yeah. Listening to our show, you have to be followers. Yeah. Every single but person listening. We do have our most important question, and we ask it at the end of every one of our episodes. So, Matt, what does shoulder to shoulder mean to you? Okay. I'm going to give two answers to that. One we already touched upon, which is like when you are a fan of a club, you support shoulder to shoulder with with the guy next to you through thick and thin. So for me, that's like the first answer. It's like supporting a club through thick and thin. Second answer is a little bit like kind of the Barcelona mantra of more than a club. So for me, shoulder to shoulder is more than this happens to be a football team that we support. It's about community. It's about standing next to someone that you might not know and you might not identify with, but you're going to get to know through football. Uh, And I think that's at its heart, like one of the most powerful things about football and sport, which is, finding common ground with people that you don't normally speak to. And I think that's an amazing thing. Football unifies. There you go. Amen. Do you Amen. want to answer your shoulder-to-shoulder uh, question today? No, no, today, he has to wait. Save no, he's a co no, He has to wait, wait. He has to wait until guest. he's a guest. Yeah, I'm a special oh. guest host. We don't, we don't answer those questions yet. <laughs> but I would like to thank our special guest co-host. Yeah, you, you, arranged, this, you arranged this whole setup yeah. with Matt today. So Thank you, guys. Yeah, of course. I've never done this and. Well, no, you've been. Oh, never do it again. Uh, <laughs> as a special guest, host. oh, a special right. guest. Host. Like every single oh. person who dons the black and gold with that beautiful YouTube logo across the front, red, oh, red, we red fire, red fire. We all. Hey, red owe... is a third color of our club, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. That's good history. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, we all owe Rich a debt of gratitude for being the glue that holds this club together. Amen. Uh, we all owe Matt for being the man behind the very first kit sponsor ever and hopefully the only one we ever have from now until the end of eternity. Yeah. Amen, um, right, Matt? Amen. Amen. I'm a fan of continuity, so I would love to see you know, the kit never change and, and, and we always have that YouTube TV logo there in the middle with would mean the world to me if we had that kind of continuity for generation after generation. So you hear that, Matt? Bless you. Children and children's <laughs> children. Matt, on. is this clear, Matt? Yeah. And thank you for driving all the way out to S2S Studios. Not at all. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for everything you do for this club, everything you do for this community, everything you do so that this club and this community can reach all of the fans. We appreciate that sincerely. And on behalf of all of us, thank you so much here from Shoulder to Shoulder Studios to the two of you. And with that... Take us home, Sticks. Shoulder to shoulder. Together, this our culture. Feel the force of a supernova. Stay fly in that FC dorsum. Hey, shopping down to Nikki's Koreatown Liddy. Cape us so mommy, about to drop her fifth. They want me to stop, but I ain't. Come to my house, I'll defend that bank.